Hello, good morning. How are we doing, church? Church, how are we doing this morning? Uh, my name is Pastor Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be up here. Um, I spoke um, about the power of prayer and fasting one year ago, last January. And I've been able to reflect over the past year of really what prayer and fasting um, really means to me. Um, I'd like us to just start off um, thinking about why should we pray and fast? Okay, we've heard Pastor Villoui, um challenge us to pray and fast for 31 days. Well, the main reason is that we want you to come into agreement and unite with our church to pray and fast. Because when we pray and fast together as a church, um, God is going to do wonderful things and he will bless us as a church body abundantly. Um, the next thing is through praying and fasting for one month, undoubtedly you will draw closer to God. Your focus will be on Him um, and less on yourself. And then also, you will see spiritual growth and direction for your lives. So as you go into praying and fasting, you should have questions for the Lord. You should have not resolutions like many people make at the beginning of the year, but you should have ministry-type um, goals um, and asking God where He wants you to be, where, how He wants you to serve this year, where He wants you to step out in faith. So to me, prayer is really a, a ready weapon, okay, in spiritual battle. Um, how many of you have ever, ever encountered a spiritual battle? Okay, um, I've gone through a series um, over this last month. And basically, a spiritual battle is a conflict that you encounter spiritually, either maybe within yourself or um, spiritual warfare, um, where you feel that um, the enemy is attacking you or your family in some kind of way. And so, fasting helps to focus prayer and give it purpose. So, as you start to pray, if you are being challenged now, or if you're being challenged um, throughout the year, um, as you fast, especially for this next month, um, the fasting will help you to know how to pray. The fasting... Um, will connect you closer to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you. Now, the one thing is, sometimes we think about fasting that we have to give something up. Like, oh, you know, I can't eat meat, I can't drink wine, I can't eat candy, um, maybe um, I, need to be, I can't be on my device but it should not be a sacrifice, okay? It shouldn't be going into fast. Wow, I have to give something up. This is a burden. This sucks. Um, that's not the right attitude. We should be willingly and openly and excited about 
spending time with the Lord, praying, and also fasting. Because when our body is craving something that it's not getting, then we can understand um, how Christ suffered for us in a very minute way. But also, it's humbling. It's humbling when we fast. And so, don't think of it as we're giving something up. Think of it as we're entering into really a deeper relationship with the Lord. You guys feel me on that? Um, Some of you know what happened to me last month. Um, Seriously, I really believe that God sent his guardian angels to save my life. Um, I was involved in a car accident um, driving up 17 at the end of November. It, it just rained. We had a lot of rain that time, and the roads were slick. And um, I lost control. All of a sudden, I felt um, my rear wheels sliding, fishtailing. And it was a really weird sensation because I haven't really felt that. Um, this vintage Mercedes that I had <clears throat> um, is low to the ground. It really grips the road well. But then all of a sudden, I felt my car going right into the guardrail as I was driving up 17. And just thoughts were flashing through my head, like, I'm going to hit this guardrail. Um, I was able to correct it, but then the car started sliding more. The next thing that came into my mind was, the car's going to roll, okay? And um, before I knew it, um, I was able to steer the car with the help of angels, and I did a 180 on 17 going 45, 50 miles an hour. And other cars were coming um, in the direction because I was going the other way now, up 17. But within a second, my car just slid right off of the road, off of the shoulder, stopped on a dime in a dirt clearing. And it was so fast that... Obviously, it was fight or flight for me. I was major adrenaline was pumping. Um, I thought I hit something, but I didn't hit anything. Um, and it was a weird thing because there was like a weird curb on the, off the shoulder that I think my tires just gripped. And um, the rear tire caved underneath the rear well, um, and the car stopped. That gave me time to immediately thank the Lord for saving my life. Um, I still was not thinking like normally. And so I started my car up because I, I needed to get to a, a basketball game that I was coaching in Watsonville, first game of the season. And then a good Samaritan came by and he said, are you okay? And I said, oh, I need to get to a game. He goes, you're not going anywhere. And I got out of the car, and I saw the wheel underneath the wheel well. I thought, man, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and I, I was so, like, pumped up that I even asked him. I said, oh, what, what direction are you going? I was going to, like, get a ride from him so I can get to Watsonville to coach the game. That's how kind of out of it I was. But after he left, 
it was amazing because the first responders, um, sometimes we don't realize how awesome they are. Um, that a police officer stopped, fire truck stopped, because there was an accident below me and above me, um, and they were injured, but they went to just check to see how I was doing. <clears throat> and so I had time before AAA came to think about what happened and just to spend time in prayer, um, thanking the Lord. And through that time, within a couple days after, God told me, start your fast one month early. You're going to do 62 days of prayer and fasting. And I think God put that in my heart because my relationship with him was close, but it wasn't as close as he wanted it to be. And I would pray, you know, I would spend time, but not enough time probably. And so God had me start fasting December 1st. And we start praying December 1st. I think it's important that for all of us to have a successful 31 days of prayer and fasting, um, we, we need to have the right heart and the right attitude. Had I not done this, like, this pre-fast, I don't think I would have the right heart and attitude going into the fast that we're called to. Um, by our church. So I want us to think about this. I believe the Holy Spirit, you know, had me speak on prayer and fasting again this year because He wants me to deliver a message to all of us. Um, is your heart right? Is your attitude right as you enter in prayer and fasting in the next, in the next day? You see, for, for us and our church to go through the open door and to be blessed abundantly, it takes all of us to have the right heart, the right attitude. And so, if we're in a place where we don't really want to do this, or we're just thinking, oh, I can't wait till February 1st happens, <clears throat> or we're already negative about the prayer and fasting, that it's going to take too much time, then we need to do a heart check between us and the Lord. In other words, we need to go into our own prayer closet and ask God to soften our heart and change our heart and get our heart and our mind um, and our attitude ready. Because this should be in a time that's exciting. This should be a time that we're all doing something together as a community as a church and that we're all going to see the Holy Spirit move through each one of us and as a body of Christ in amazing ways and so I think it's important that we're all on the same page so we all can rejoice with the blessings that God has for this church that I believe that Pastor Billy said that God has favor over our church, over Santa Clara First Baptist Church. So I think this verse is appropriate. Um, I've been teaching on God gratitude to our Vibe Youth Group for the past month. <clears throat> and we've been talking about this verse, <clears throat> and I've challenged them every week. 
um, with an application. Um, it says rejoice always. Okay, that means that no matter what our circumstances are, we should be rejoicing. We should be praising. We should be thanking God. No matter where we are. <clears throat> um, pray without ceasing. We should be praying constantly. Without stopping. Praying um, without ceasing means we don't stop. Okay, now does that mean that <clears throat> we say a particular prayer without stopping? No. That means we have a conversation with the Lord throughout the day. That we're including Him in our life. That we're constantly talking to Him, thinking about Him, feeling His presence, connecting with Him throughout the day. That's what it means to pray without ceasing. That's what it means to pray for 31 days. Not that you have to spend a particular time and just say some prayers. I mean, that's good too. But that he's on your heart and your mind throughout the day and you're including him in your life. Um, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. <clears throat> so what Paul is saying here is that God wants us to be always thankful. His will for us is to be thankful in any circumstance, in any situation. We should be thankful when we're blessed, when great things are happening to us. We should be thankful when we're in the wilderness, we're in the desert, when we're being tested, we're being challenged. When we don't have a job, when we need more income, when we don't have health insurance, when we're going through broken relationships, when we have an illness, when things aren't going right, we should be giving him thanks as well. The next part of this, I really like this part, do not quench the spirit. Sometimes we get in the way of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we get in the way of God's plan for our lives. Sometimes we don't allow God to move in and through us because we put on the brakes and we don't do what God, His will is for us. And that could be because of fear. It could be because of busyness. It could be because maybe we don't hear and we're not connected in the Spirit to know where He wants us to be. So therefore, we quench the Spirit that's trying to guide us and lead us and teach us and advocate for us and to be our friend. So I challenge the youth <clears throat> each week to give thanks First, they had to give thanks to God in some intentional way. Next, they had to give thanks to their parent in some intentional way. Next, they needed to give thanks to someone in authority, a teacher, a coach, a pastor, somebody in their life, a mentor. 
And this last week, they needed to give thanks to a friend or also somebody in the youth ministry. And so, I believe that this can help us to have the right heart and the right attitude. If we are always rejoicing, if we pray without ceasing, if in everything we give thanks to God, okay, and we don't, uh, we don't get in the way of the Holy Spirit. Um, some of you maybe have could tell that um, my voice is a little hoarse. I'm trying to stay hydrated right now. <clears throat> um, yeah, we over a week ago, I caught a virus, and I completely um, lost my voice, like completely. Um, you couldn't even understand me. And during that time, I still had to coach because high school sports, um, at this time, is a winter sport. You got to coach during all the holidays. And so I was yelling at games, but I was barely yelling. And I think that aggravated my voice more. And so I knew I had to preach in a, in a week, but I had no voice. And so... I did what others were telling me to do, gargle with salt water at least three, four times a day, um, rest as much as I could, um, everything I could do. And so it was humbling, but I believe the Holy Spirit was talking to me again, okay, allowing this to happen, God allowed this to happen, so I would rest. So I would go to bed earlier, and I have been, uh, because my normal bedtime has been like, um, 3 a.m. <laughs> and so, um, not good. I don't advocate that. But lately I've been going to bed at 11.30, 12. Okay, I feel rested. And so I think God was getting my attention that I needed to take care of myself. I needed to be prepared to give this sermon, to allow the Holy Spirit to give me His words to speak. I needed to think about my body more over this next year, over this 31 days of fasting, God started putting things in my heart. Um, and losing my voice was actually a blessing because I had my thoughts and I was able to just spend more time with the Lord. But I believed that He would return my voice for today. And so um, God has been faithful. So as we continue to talk about fasting, well, what is it? Okay, some of you may know that have been a believer for a long time. Some of you are new to our church. Some of you are visiting. You may not know. Um, fasting. Okay, fast in the Bible is usually a voluntary, total abstinence from food for a set time for the purpose of devoting oneself to seeking God. <clears throat> In the Bible, it was always fasting food. Um, Pastor Valley mentioned the Daniel fast. Just quickly, basically the Daniel fast is just eating raw fruits and vegetables. Uncooked is the traditional Daniel fast and drinking water. Um, because Daniel challenged the king that he would not eat these king's delicacies 
over a 10-day period, and he and his friends would be stronger and healthier. And he proved the king right that by not eating meat and all of his um, fine foods, by just eating raw fruits and vegetables, they were stronger um, and they were more healthier at the end of that time. So, it doesn't mean that you can't fast other things. Um, if you have a medical condition, then you don't want to not fast um, protein and certain kind of foods. Um, but in the Bible, it was all about food. Um, we want you to enter into a fast. So for some of you, I suggest um, all the youth to fast your cell phone, your iPads, your computer, your games, your devices for 31 days. What do you think, parents? <clears throat> like, just check it in, okay, on the 31st, your parents, let them store your device. Okay, um, that will never happen. Um, also, fasting denies our flesh from what it wants to focus more clearly on strengthening our spirit. Hey, we need to strengthen our inner person, our inner man, <clears throat> our inner woman. And that's another way when we fast. Um, we get tough. We get strong. Um, it's like an athlete. Um, so we want to strengthen our inner spirit so we can be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the plans that God has for you. So, again, the purpose of fasting should be to take your eyes off the things of the world to focus completely on God. During that time that you're giving something up, um, it's not for you to get more busy doing other things, but it's for you to focus on God through prayer. So why did Jesus fast? Okay, he's, he should be our model. We should be looking to him. Um, for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus fasted, fasted and became very hungry. So during that time of fasting, um, Jesus was constantly tempted by the devil. Never gave in. He was strong. But this prepared Jesus for his three-year ministry. And so, if we look at how this prepared Jesus, our 31 days of prayer and fasting will prepare us. Okay, only one month of prayer and fasting, that's not very long, should prepare us for this year. Should prepare us where God wants you to be, where he wants you to serve, how he wants to equip you this coming year. I know for the leaders of our church, our staff, um, we're taking this seriously because we all lead a different aspect of ministry in our church. And, as, and we need to know how God wants us to lead what goals that he has put on our heart to lead certain ministries. That we don't do this out of our own strength, 
that we don't do this out of our own agenda. That we're trying to really tap in to, to the Holy Spirit to find out where God wants us to be. So I find this, this verse really appropriate. This was the main verse um, on your bulletin that, that, um, um, that I want to read. Isaiah 43, 18. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. In other words, if this past year was dry for you, If you were in the desert a lot, the wilderness, struggling, God is doing something new right now in your life. You may not see it right now. He's doing something new in our church. We may not see it right now. But the Lord is calling each one of us to pray and fast for 31 days. And he will start to reveal his plan in our lives and in our church. He's already begun. He's laying out the vision. He just needs us to hear it. He just needs us to confirm it with one another. He needs us as a body of Christ to come together so it's not just one ear hearing, but it's all of us hearing what he is about to do because he's already doing it. Amen? Amen. So as I prepare to lead the Vibe Youth Group this year, I've been praying and fasting. God, where are we going this year? Where do you want us to be this year? Because he's been so faithful over the last year to our youth. We had four salvations and two baptisms. Three new committed youth mentors. One will start January 1st. Uni and deeper relationships this year. We've seen spiritual growth and transformation. Our youth spaghetti dinner and silent auction will support our youth at winter camp in January. And he's recharged our mission and social justice focus. So as many of you know, We donated 205 pairs of the shoe that grows to children in Uganda through Apostle Abby Collins Lukira from the Wonders Christian Center. Um, They had a big Christmas party in December, and he sent me some images recently. And many of you were involved in this effort. These are the box of shoes 
that were delivered. Um, pretty amazing here. And these are the children that were coming to get a free pair of shoes that wander barefoot. Okay, which is unsafe. They don't have any shoes. So if you look at these images of these children trying on shoes that we raised money for, it was the God, Holy Spirit, that gave us the vision through Grace and Ava um, that we just acted on um, on God's will. Pretty awesome. <clears throat> I just wanted you to see the faces of the children that receive the shoes and, and that are forever grateful. So I think this scripture is fitting for us to kind of take away with. I have like a half hour left on my sermon. <laughs> I'm almost finished. <laughs> um, Philippians 4. Six through seven. Okay, so close your eyes for a minute, and I want to read this to you. I'm going to call the worship team um, up at the same time. <clears throat> so don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You guys can open your eyes. So, this year, 2019, don't worry about anything. Just pray about everything. Okay, just trust God. Um, I just want to take two minutes and I want you to circle up with people around you. Um, I want you to just pray that your fast and prayer for the month of January will be a blessing and will connect you closer to God. So just take a couple minutes right now. Anyone around you, it could be two people, three people, um, but let's get into some community here. Um, Kevin, can you?
We thank you for 2018. We thank you for blessing our church. We thank you for blessing us, our families, our friends. We just pray that you will give us strength and the right heart and attitude as we enter into 31 days of prayer and fasting in January. Speak into our lives. Bless our spiritual gifts and talents so we may glorify you. Give us an amazing harvest in 2019 and that you will give us more favor and impact as we serve our church, our community, and the nations. We thank you, Lord, for this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.